Hello and welcome back to Harold Square for our second part episode. Sports edition. Sports edition. Well, you know, the last episode, you know, we got really into a whole lot of political stuff that was very serious and we really had to kind of break down some things. I didn't think it was appropriate to go to mix that with the fun stuff we're about to talk about. But I, and I got to tell you, too, it took me a little while to settle down after the last yeah. time we, we recorded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, with that being said, uh, what we got coming up for you is we're going to talk a little Super Bowl, talk a little Gamecock basketball, even some Gamecock football. Um, it is I, always Trey Harrell, uh, former federal prosecutor, along with my father, Bobby Harrell, former speaker of the South Carolina House. Who is just happy to be here. Happy to be here. And as we always say, this is an insurance, legal, financial, stock, whatever else, gambling advice. Gambling is illegal. If you need insurance advice, call... Harold Insurance, 766-9900 or haroldinsurance.com. And if you need a lawyer, feel free to call 843-636-8739 or find me online at attorneyherald.com. Okay, that's probably like the shortest intro we've ever done. So I think so. It's quick, but there we go. All right, let's just jump right in. Um, Kickoff for the Super Bowl is set at 6.30 on Sunday on ESPN. Los Angeles Rams, are not the Chargers, the Rams, are a 4.5 favorite currently, and the total points to be scored is 48.5. That's per Caesars Sportsbook. Um, What are your thoughts? I uh, first uh, good or great. Good or great. Yep. Um, I think the Bengals are going to be a good and great team. So you I, think they're going to cover? I think they're going to cover, and I think uh, obviously they're going to win because if they cover, that means they won. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I say good and great team. Exactly, and and I'll tell you, you know. Oh, oh, and it's interesting to me too, yeah. though that spread, which you said was four and a half points was about three points a week ago. Yep. So the the points have moved. They're trying to get people put more money on Los Angeles because all the money's yeah. going to the Bengals. Because all the Bengals fans out there are, are diving on. And, you know, it's the first time they've ever seen this this Super Bowl. Um, well, not the first time because you went to the first Bengals Super actually, Bowl. That's right. Actually, the, the last. The last Bengals. The only <laughs> Bengals Super Bowl. Uh, down at Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami um, back in 1989, I went and watched the San Francisco 49ers, who I was hoping would be in this Super Bowl, but watched them actually beat um, – Boomer Sison and the and the Bengals. Yeah, and you know, I tell you what's what's funny is you got to watch Joe Montana and Jerry Rice play. And yep. what I think is very interesting is, you know, th- these are way too early predictions like we always do, but Joe Burrow is just a phenomenal quarterback. And yeah, I'm a and fan. His, I mean, I, I got a yeah, man yeah, crush. I'm a fan. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Get all excited. But I think that, you know, before this is all said and done, you could draw some significant parallels to Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, the t- the way the two of those guys are phenomenal athletes at the level they are, and the way the two of those consistently hook up for passes and touchdowns and just kind of understand each other, the way that Jerry Rice and Joe Montana used to understand each other, it's just amazing to watch. And, and they've gotten a jump start since they both went to college mm-hmm. together. And they and Joe Burrow... They know how to win championships together. That's exactly right. And Joe Burrow's been throwing passes to him for a year before they both got... Yeah. Before either one of them got into the pros. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think it's just an amazing move. I think that, you know... The only real problem, now I don't, I'm not trying to underrate Stafford in any way, shape, or form, 
But I think the real issue with this game is the it's going to come down to the Rams' defense. If the Rams are able to get to Joe Burrow and knock him off his game, which I think is very hard to knock Joe Burrow off his game, um, you know, we've got an issue because – how, how, how many times did the Titans sack Joe Burrow? Nine times. Which nine is, times. Yes, yeah, nine times. Who won that game? Touche. Right. I mean, touche. So, I, mean, so, so, I mean, my point is that they may get to him a lot. They almost certainly will get to him a lot. The Bengals' line, offensive line, is it's their a little, weakness. It's a little porous. Right, yeah. right. But um, but it took even the and Titans, the Rams are third in the NFL on pass rush. Yeah. Right. So if the if the Titans um, got to him nine times and Burrow still beat them. Uh, I just I, that's one of the things that makes me say this guy's just a winner. He comes back under uh, circumstances where it looks like there's no chance. I mean, I, I don't know of another game of that of the magnitude of what these last few games have been, where a quarterback gets sacked nine times and wins the game. Yeah, that's and insane. So, that's insane. Yeah, right. So, I mean, his his poise and confidence are just are just insane to me. And apparently he's at the top of the league in points per game, yards per pass attempt, yada, 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 yada. So, you know, I don't want to downplay it because don't put it by Colin Recoup and uh, and Matthew Stafford, who really has something to prove. You know, Matthew Stafford, I remember when he was playing for Georgia and would light up the Gamecocks. I remember that vividly. Um, and he went to Detroit and he never really – you know, he never really got to do anything. Detroit's a graveyard. I mean, and, for and, for, yeah. for really good players. If you go back through time, Barry Sanders. Uh-huh. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of players, great players, who went to Detroit and maybe did good there, but it didn't it didn't translate. I mean, the Detroit Lions were you know one of the best teams in the league in the 1920s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's been a long time a long, since long they've been time. one of the best teams and, in the league. And that's, you know, so he's got something to prove. Um, McVay has something to prove because when he got there last time, he didn't go so well. So I just think that what we're about to see is going to be amazing, and I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. Um, and, and what tends to come with... You, with, you haven't said... I told you good or great. You haven't said what you think. You know... My my heart really wants Joe Burrow to win. I mean, and that's that's if if I was going to be a betting man, that's probably where I would go. I mean, gambling's illegal, so I would never do that. But um, and you'd call the hotline if you had a problem. Yeah, if I had a hotline. Yes, gambling hotline SC. Uh, if you just Google SC gambling hotline, it'll pop up. So if you have a problem with gambling, do it. Call that number. Um, but anyway, um, you know, it's one of those things that um, I don't know. I I just I mean. The Rams' defense can really mess him up, but Joe Burrow's just... I, I don't know. There's just so much stuff in line. So if you're making me pick right now, and I had to pick... Um, yeah, the game's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bengals are a good team and a great team, obviously. Oh, so we're agreeing. We're, we're in agreement. Okay, all right, we're in I'm going to go with it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go but, with and, it. And now to what you were saying, you're right, though. You can't, um, you can't underestimate Matthew Stafford, and you can't... Un- um, underestimate uh, the, you can't underestimate those players on that side also the level of pressure on those folks I mean the Rams said before the season started they basically gambled away all their picks by you know, on trades yeah. to, to make this the year this is the year yeah and there's there's one game left 
I remember really well when the New England Patriots needed just one more game to be the only other undefeated team throughout the whole season, and they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, so the pressure's on Los Angeles. I think that may come into play a little bit, too, not necessarily in a bad way. I mean, I, I think those guys are incredibly motivated on that side of the ball. So I, I, it's going to be a great they, game. I, they don't I'll be, get embarrassed I'll be at home. stunned if it's not an incredible game. Yeah, they don't want to be embarrassed at home. Yeah, I mean, so. and, the, and the playoffs are so great to watch. And, I mean, the, the championship games, the week, week before the championship games, the championship games, and now this one, I just think it's um, – we've had some good football in the last few weeks. I totally agree. Now, you mentioned uh, the Rams gambling all their picks, picks away. away for this. You know, the one fun thing about the Super Bowl are all the prop bets that come out. And I've got a list of them here. Let's, let's, uh, let's have a little bit of fun, um, which – by the way, if you put significant money on these... You're crazy. No, A, you're crazy, A. <laughs> and B, you need to Google South Carolina Gambling Hotline <laughs> and, and look at it because you got a problem. But anyway, um, do you think the national anthem will be sung in less than 95 seconds? How long does it normally take? I, I, I don't know. I'm going to say... I, I have no earthly idea. I'm going to... I don't know. Yeah. And I'll I don't just, know Mickey Whatever Guyton you say, to, I'll disagree so we can be on the yeah, opposite sides of that Yeah. One. And um, and what do you think uh, for the coin toss? I love um, that you can bet on the coin toss. Um, heads. Heads. There you go. Yeah. The, the fact that you can do that. I think that... Um, another thing, who will have more completions? Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford? I think Joe Burrow will have more completions. I, I I I agree with that. I I do agree with that. This here's a fun one. How many songs will be performed during the halftime show? Over nine and the, it's over and unders nine and a half. That's just <laughs> right. crazy. I mean, you can bet on all this that stuff. Is so I funny. Mean, God bless America that that they've created a market for this and that that people actually do it and it's fun. Um, well, you know, I've never actually well, pulled what, these what out. What a couple one. of the real ones, like like does that say about passing yards yeah. or rushing? How yards? many receiving yards will Jamar Chase have? Will he have over eighty two and a half or less than eighty two and a half? That's a hard call. That's a hard call. Yeah, that's a good number. I mean, I think majority of the passes that are thrown from Jamboro will be thrown to uh, Jamar Chase, so that'll be an interesting thing. Here you go. Here's one. How many touchdown passes will Joe Burrow have? Will he have over one and a half or under one and a half? Over. Over, yeah. Hands down over on that one. But, um, well, you know, that's all fun and fun and dandy, and that was a fun thing to talk about. But we always like to talk about unfun things as well because we like to balance it out and make sure you don't get too excited. Let's move on to uh, Gamecock basketball. Why? I know. Exactly, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Early... They're 13 and 10 as, as um, going into the weekend. Um, I, you know, I... They play this afternoon on... Uh, they play this afternoon at UGA, and they beat UGA um, 83-66. to 66. Um, I don't see a line anywhere. So are the Gamecocks going to beat Georgia? I think they are. But, you know, I do think, too, though, watching the game, watching the Kentucky game, the, the, they were – something's flipped in the season because they were, for a change, they were incredibly competitive in the first half and fell apart in the second half, which is the same thing they did um, with Tennessee the, mm -hmm. the game before that. Uh, before these two games, they've always been struggling, and then the last ten minutes, it's who are these guys exactly. on the on the court, and that didn't happen the last two games. Uh, but what was interesting to me was when when Frank Martin would pull the kids over to talk to them, uh, they were like staring into space. I mean, I I, I hate to say this because I really like Frank Martin a lot, 
but my sense is that he may have lost the locker room now, and the, and the kids may be um, already thinking about what's next yeah. uh, because of where they are, you know, 13 and 10, definitely not going to go to the big dance. You and I said last time we talked that if they don't make the dance, then it's probably time for Frank Martin. Well, I, I think, I think, I mean, short of making the dance, which is not going to happen. I mean, we're playing for the NIT right now. Um, Sort of, unless we, let me say this too. Hold on. So we can all, yeah, we're number yeah. 65. Yeah, but, but okay. hold on, but hold on. Let, let's, and let's make this one. You know, what I could always foresee happening is we end up with, we've got phenomenal talent on the team, okay? I think we actually have really good talent on the team. I think, I think we're in a situation where it's very similar to football, where there are pieces there. Not all the pieces, but there are pieces there. I think it's a coaching issue. Let me say that. I think that we have a real problem when we get to the SEC tournament. If we go run deep in the, if we, you know, split the rest of these games and we run deep into the SEC tournament and we make the NCAA tournament, I, I still don't think, I, you know, this is probably a take that a lot of people don't like. I still don't think you keep Frank Martin. I think that his style of coaching has changed. No, no, don't worry. If we make the tournament and we make a run in the tournament, that's a different ballgame, right? But I think his style of coaching is the old style of coaching. I think that the yelling at the players the way he does, kids don't want to deal with that. They don't, you know, it, it's not like it was, you know, when I was playing high school sport where you were where you got yelled at by your coach and they could tell you you were an idiot and all this stuff, which you know you probably are an idiot. But it's just it's that's not how you go get these top quality players that you have to go get. And I think that it is such a scenario where there's so much buzz around the University of South Carolina athletics and football program. At women's basketball, you can Don Staley proved you can build a winning team with the right coach in at the University of South Carolina. Yep. And I think that's what we so need to focus Frank on. So did Frank McGuire, by the way. Yeah. And so I mean, and so I think that's what we need to do. That's that needs to be the push that has to go forward. And Eddie Fogler in a little tidbit did that's the same. Eddie, but, Eddie yeah. Fogler did well too. But Frank McGuire had us uh, ranked second in the country yeah. um, and with an incredible team that made an awesome run. Back in those days, you had to win the ACC tournament to be in the NCAA tournament, yeah. and and they lost uh, the last game of the tournament, so they didn't get to go to the NCAAs, even though they were ranked number two in the country. Yeah. And that, frankly, led to us pulling out of the ACC. I mean, that, if that, we didn't have that as a list of what we're going to talk about, but that, that's why South Carolina left the ACC. I mean, that was the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Uh, so, but Frank, the point is, Frank McGuire proved you can play basketball at South Carolina at a very high level. Don Staley has proved you can play basketball at South Carolina at a very high level. So we need somebody in there who's going to make that happen again. And I think, and I think the the way that the game is going, and I and I don't claim to know a lot about basketball at all. I, I think I know a lot more about football than I do basketball. But um, I, I think that if we can get a coach in a Beamer esque makeup where someone can come in and just rah rah and push the team and and get out and and get some some oomph some juice behind the team i think that that we've got a shot to build it up and to do what we've got to do because you're going to see hopefully you're going to see the football team playing very well and that's going to get people excited and you're going to get recruits to williams bryce and they're going to want to come be a part of it and i i mean i think that's just amazing but you know it is what it is. I think Frank. It's time for Frank to be done. Right. I hate to say it because I like him. I think, or I think he's a, a a a good man, a good guy, and I think he's. But I think his style of coaching is just antiquated. I have incredible respect for him. 
I have um, an incredible empathy for what he's gone through the last few years with illnesses, mm -hmm. COVID a couple of times, and all the stuff that he's had to deal with uh, personally during the last uh, last few years. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses, and they're 13 and 10. And at, you know, at best, they end up 19. I mean, if they yeah. run, at, run it out now, so or something like that. So I just... It, it, I, unfortunately, as much as as much respect as I have for the man, I think it's time. Thanks, no, I agree. All right, now from that coaching scenario, one good thing did happen at the Kentucky game. Um, well, two good things happened. They played awesome in the first half. They did, yeah, but yeah. anyway, they showed us that we have the talent. On but the, team. the other yeah. really cool thing that happened was Steve Spurrier was yeah. back in town. You gotta love that, and he handed over to Shane Beamer. The, the Steve Spurrier First Year Coach Award. Yeah, and if you haven't heard the clip of him handing it out and his digs at Mac Brown and and Spurrier just being Spurrier, he can't uh, help himself. He can't help himself. Uh, you, you just gotta I loved go. It. Yeah, you gotta go back and check that out. It's 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 definitely worth the watch. But you know, kudos to Shane Beamer for that award. He a thousand percent deserves it, particularly for the tweaking of the offense for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, and and setting it up so, you know, to carry on Joyner and putting that play together, doing that, sh showing that, you know, I think showing that if you had – to carry on Joyner is a phenomenal athlete. If you had somebody of Spencer Rattler's capabilities, our offense – I mean, it, Satterfield might be a genius. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think the quarterback is where things were lacking. I thought it was hilarious after the Mayo Bowl when people were asking – uh, or we're, we're complimenting uh, Beamer on having his offensive plan and having to carry on in there and the way he did. And, and his reaction was, yeah, I probably should have done that about 12, 12 games before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that was, that was a hoot. I mean, you know, he, he's got some quips on him. I, yeah. I love, I love listening to Beamer talk. Um, with, and with good things are coming. I mean, the first year he got here because of the way they do the um, the signing day now in December, the timing of him getting here the first year, uh, his recruiting class what barely in the top eighty. I mean, yeah. it was a horrible recruiting class. This year he's gotten it up into the top twenty five. I would be shocked if he doesn't move that right on up and get and start having some really serious recruiting, really seriously good recruiting classes going forward. Because all he's got to do, I mean, all he's got to do, yeah. go from seven wins to eight or nine wins, yeah. and all of a sudden... Keep growing. Kids want to be there. Start, yeah, kids will want to be there. That's what it's well, about. Because they and, like playing for him. You know, And what we've seen, even from the University of South Carolina, um, even when we were so bad under Muschamp, um, we still brought in players that got invited to the combine. The list came out earlier this week. Ngbare, Harris, and Jaquandre White have all been invited to the combine, which is huge, A, exposure for us, but B, huge that, you know, hey, Jaquandre White, right, you can be a linebacker for two years at another school, transfer to South Carolina, we'll figure out where you need to go and where we can use you, and oh, by the way, you're going to get a shot to go prove yourself the NFL. Like, you're not going to make it. He's going to get a shot. And there's some stat, like two-thirds of the folks that get invited to the combine get drafted. So even if it's a low-round draft pick, you can get on a team. And if not, you're at least probably going to make a team and get your chance to prove yourself in preseason. That, that, I think that's exactly right. And so it's great for South Carolina. It's great for those kids. 
but particularly good for recruiting, which is, you know, I, I say all the time, you don't win championships at the end of the season, you win championships on signing day. But, but with that being said, and recruiting these top quality players like that, I think that we need to stick, we don't need to ever fall back into the scenario where Muschamp was purely recruiting folks as, hey, I'll get you to the NFL and forget the team mentality. I'm not saying he forgot the team mentality, but you got to push the team mentality and play together and be together and work together with the culture that we have as well as help guide these kids to the pros. And I think once we start winning games and some of these recruits come through, we're going to see that. And I'm pretty and excited about And that's what Beamer talks about all the time. Yeah. You put a mic in his face and he's going to say, boy, these kids played together as a team. I'm so proud of how they did it together. That, that's his mantra talking to these kids. And, you know, a minute ago talking about Frank Martin, you said you thought he was the old-style coach. Beamer's the new style coach. Oh, this is what the kids like. Yeah, this is what the kids like. This is what they need. And I think I think B.J. Mackey is the same caliber, and I think that's who we need to go get. I've said that. I wrote a blog about it on HarrowSquaredMedia.com. Go check it out. That's what I think needs to happen. Um, now, with that being said, I don't know if you know this, we're about a month away from spring practice and a month away and two months away from the spring game. Uh, Pro Football Focus lists three Gamecocks as the top ten of their position. So I know this is way too early to talk about this kind of stuff, but it's fun, so let's do it. And those three players are Spencer Radler is ranked under Pro Football Focus as the number three QB in the nation. As well as should be. As well as should be. Jaheim Bell is uh, uh, ranked the number five tight end in the country. As he should, he should be higher than that. I think that Jaheim Bell has the Debo Samuel style talent. I think that he can run the ball. He can throw. He can do all that. All that he can do. And he's being going to be utilized in that manner, similar to the way the 49ers utilizing Debo. And I think it's going to be awesome. And to wrap it up, uh, Cam Smith was the number two cornerback. Um, you know, it's funny about Spencer. When I read that, they said Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. And frankly, as I was looking at the list and looking, you know, starting to look down the list to look for his name, which didn't take long, I half expected to see Oklahoma after his yeah, name. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I know that um, I can't his name just escapes me, but Oklahoma's quarterback who replaced Spencer on the field last year, um, he was in the top 10 also, but next to his name it said TBD. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's in the transfer portal. Yeah, so, anyway, so I thought it was kind of fun. Who knows? I think that we've got great things ahead from football and, and Gamecock sports and, and everything. But um, anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us for part two. You know, let us know if you'd like us splitting them up like this or if you want us to put it all together or how you want us to do it. Happy to happy to hear it. You can find us at Harold Squared on Twitter and let us know or Harold Squared on Instagram or talk to us on Facebook. And as always, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, kids. Thank, thank you, your grandkids. Thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you, sponsors. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Oh, yeah, speaking of sponsors, how good does this Harleston's look? I tell you what, I love it. I got it right here, and it is unbelievably comfortable. Yeah, so check them out at Harleston's Official um, on Instagram. They're great. But anyway, enjoy the game, uh, the big game, right? Enjoy the big game, and uh, y'all have a great day. Thanks, guys. This is attorney Trey here. I've been dealing with insurance companies my entire life, whether it's working for them fighting against them. So if you've been injured in an accident and the insurance company is giving you the runaround, don't delay. Call 636-TREY or you can find us online at attorneyherald.com.